Hi, it's friend of the show, Jim Kunkel. You're listening to the Carboline Tech Service Podcast, the go-to industrial coatings podcast. And now to your host, Jack Walker and Paula Jamis. All right, Paul, how's it going? It's going really good, Jack. It's you, nice to be out here again. I feel a lot better today. We kind of got the kinks out yesterday. I think we're ready to go. Man, you're optimistic. I am. I mean, right now I'm, I'm having to flip buttons in between the intro and us talking because we can't do it all on the same thing. That's okay. You can, you can handle it. I have the technology. You do. Sometimes. <laughs> so um, this is a much more sober SSPC for me this year. Been going to bed early? Is that what yeah, you're saying? Yeah, my, my brain works right yeah. now. <laughs> It's still early in the show. It's Wednesday. But it's, it's truly day one. Oh, the full day show. Yeah, this yeah. is the marathon. The marathon begins today. Yes. First of three episodes, and we're lucky enough to have Dustin Young from SSPC. He is a product development manager. Dustin, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Thanks for coming on. What we hope to talk about today with Dustin is some of the new uh, surface prep standards that have come out of SSPC, specifically in this case... We're looking at the abrasive blast cleaning for concrete. Why don't well, you hey. tell us a little bit about yourself, and then we'll jump into the topic to see what's new and, and, and exciting with SSPC. Sounds good. So um, I'm Dustin Young. I'm the product development manager at SSPC. I work in the technical services department of SSPC. I'm in charge of the development and maintenance of all the training programs. That includes you know, both the exams, whether that be certifications or training, and all the training curriculum involved with that. Outstanding. So then you obviously have a huge hand in these standards when they come out yes. and uh, spreading the word about them. Yes. Oftentimes, I'm the last reviewer, and I have to get the track chair mad because I find things they don't find throughout. And this was the case within these standards. Yeah. So before we get into these standards, on average, because I, I don't think people really appreciate all the work that goes into creating these standards. Because like, for example, right now, these uh, concrete abrasive blast standards are brand new. And you would think they would have happened years and years and years ago. So but like when you write these standards, it takes years, right? How right. Well, like, kind of describe an average process for a standard development through SSPC? So um, the standards development manual is very extensive. It's very process oriented. We are ANSI accredited at SSPC, so we have regulations we have to abide by. The committees have to have separate groups. There can't be too many manufacturers. There can't be too many raw material suppliers. So even to get the committee to where it needs to be is a grind in itself. The average standard probably takes anywhere from 22 months to three to four years. So uh, again, it is definitely a grind. Those include, you know, the steering committee. I don't know if any of you are involved in steering committees. They normally oversee just the surface prep standards or the coding coding application standards in general. And they'll actually, you know, approve whether we want to do one of these or not. After that, they go to committee. And like I said, it takes a while to get a committee, you know, committee involvement. Especially, uh, I think, uh, member fatigue is something that aids, that hurts standards a lot. Oh, so. absolutely. I can attest to that. Yeah. I'm, I'm on several of the committees. And <laughs> sometimes they, it seems like you're never going to get to an ending. Right. Fortunately, we have people like yourself with, with SSPC that help. Keep us on track. Keep things For moving sure. in a positive direction. And, and then when we're done and we, and we give up. Right. A May <laughs> Beggs. say, here you go. Yes. Yeah. A May Beggs, our standard development specialist, she is a saint. She's been with SSPC for 40 years. Oh, and wow. And every standard has basically touched her hands. And now I know I've been pronouncing her name wrong for years and years and years. 
because it it sure looks like Amy. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and they ask you where Amy's at, and I'm like, I have no clue who that is. We don't, I don't have know an Amy. An Amy. <laughs> yeah. Can I can I talk to Amy? <laughs> Hello, Amy. Amy. You can if we had one. I don't. I'm not sure Bu- we have one. Bueller. Bueller. Anyone? Ferris. <laughs> so anyway, we want to talk about these concrete abrasive blast standards because, like like we said, you know, up until now. SSPC 13 and NACE 6, that joint standard, is basically the entire right. Bible for preparation right. for concrete. And right. and when I teach concrete at Corrosion School for Carboline, that's what I do. I just basically say, you need this document. It has everything you need in it from beginning to end, but it does fall short with abrasive blast. Yes, it absolutely does. And uh, I have to, before I go into this, I have to give a shout out to uh, SSPC's vice president, Sam Scaturro. He was the chair of each one of these standards and he put an extensive amount of work into these. So big shout out to him for these even getting done. And what we're talking about is the SSPC CAB standard, CAB, concrete abrasive blast, I assume, one through three. So yes. Dustin, kind of give us a quick overview of those standards. So uh, these standards, one, were designed designed for dry abrasive blasting. There's wet abrasive blasting too that is in it for coating application. So this isn't designed for a standard to just leave concrete alone, right? So there's CAB 1, 2, and 3, ranging from most volatile down. So CAB 1 would be your thorough blast cleaning. CAB 2 would be intermediate blast cleaning. And CAB 3 would be your brush off blast cleaning. Now, we have a lot of specifiers who listen to this show, and that's this, this is going to be important for them. So where would you want to use a CAB1 versus a 3? So whenever you're looking for a CAB1, it really depends on what you're going to do with the bug holes. So for an existing coating, a CAB1, you'll want that completely to be removed. So that would be within the bug holes and outside of the bug holes. Okay. Now with CAB1 and 2, you can leave some. And that's kind of the designation between the two. So you might not want to specify CAB1 if there is an existing coating too much unless you like contractors trying to kill you. Correct. (laughs) Yes, because uh, getting coating out of bug holes, wow. Right. But I mean... That also means, just like we've talked about many, many, many times on the show, is you get what you put into it. So if you skip on your surface prep, you're shortening right. your service life. Right. So right. if you want the very best service life, you're going to go that way. Right. Correct. So, so just to clarify, are we, are these geared primarily at concrete surfaces that have already been painted in the past, or are these surfaces that are or surfaces that are new concrete? And we're looking at latent layers as well in these. So you're actually going to be probably looking at the ones that have been coated in the past. All right. So these have already had some yes. layer of, of surface prep done to them in the past, right. which is why we're worried about existing coatings deep or in those Or if pores. you had a repaired area that did have some mortar maybe that was repaired on it, because you do get latents with mortar as well. Sure. So yep. that would be covered in that as well. Outstanding. So another thing that uh, SSBC came out with within the last year that has been great for me to see as a resinous flooring guy is the CTS-1 standard. This gives a specifier all the ammo that he needs to specify the texture that he wants of his finished floor. And this is one of the greatest debated things when you start a floor project, because a lot of times what'll happen is you'll just, you know, we'll use 2040 mesh sand. And, and the owner 
doesn't know what that means. Right. They don't know what that looks like. They'll say they want clean ability, but they want non-slip. But that doesn't always happen that way, right? right you know. Correct. So now, very much like the pictorial standards or the weld standards, you have physical samples. Talk yes. a little bit about that. So uh, it's great because uh, for all the concrete technical people that are listening, they're very familiar with 310.2, the iCry comparator chips. Yep. So this standard actually comes with comparator chips of its own. So it's our class distinction of textured finished coats applied on concrete floors. So you have the CS- CFTA. CFTB, CFTC, and CFTD. And that ranges from peak peak height for the aggregate. So I, I believe CFTA is two to six mils, and it goes all the way down. I believe CFT is anywhere from 19 to 50 mils. And I believe over 50 mils will be CFTD. So you're getting more aggressive as you go down the letter scheme. And if you're not familiar with these standards, Definitely Google them because you can right. see some pictures of what these standards look like. If you're a, a floor installer, right. a floor specifier, I mean, yep. this is really a great tool because you can be on the job site with this tool, show the owner, this is what I'm going to do. Right. And I think one thing good about these coupons as well is it has both a rounded and angular um, aggregate mock-up for each CFTA distinction. And that's probably the most important thing. It gives you, as a specifier or an installer, something to be able to show somebody immediately that says, here's what our goal is. And having that physical sample allows for a really good target and consistency. Right. I mean, sometimes you don't get, you get a facility owner that just wants it to look good. But explaining aggregate or maybe coefficient of friction to a guy that really doesn't know that, he's probably not going to understand it very well, and he's just going to say, yeah, that sounds good. Right, right. Well, and that's the thing that it always cracks me up. People say, I want non-slip, but I want to be able to clean it. And it's it's like, well, you don't understand, like, well, matter. Then let's even get into <laughs> let's get into what are we non-slip against? Is Correct. this is this a little drip of moisture that might be falling from a con- right. condensing pipe, or are we looking at snow and ice buildup or grease? What are we actually trying to prevent right. those slip properties for? Well, sure, because everybody knows there's a drastic difference between dry slip properties and wet slip properties. Absolutely. Absolutely. Ding. Uh, what happens with SSPC recently, we put a lot of, we've invested a lot of resources into concrete. So we've actually had publications come out. We actually just invented our CCAS training program for concrete coating applicators. Which and, is huge. Right. Because, and I can't recommend enough for people who are going to coat concrete to explore these classes. Because here's the thing. Everybody always underestimates yes. the application of coatings yes. onto concrete. Yes. It is the hardest thing that we do in this industry. I don't care what anybody else says right. because concrete is almost like a living, breathing thing itself. Yes. Right. And anybody can throw some paint down on a floor, but it's when the concrete throws you that curveball. Mm-hmm that separates a good installer from a bad installer. And the way you're ready for that curveball is just like you're ready for a curveball in Major League Baseball. You practice, you're prepared, you're knowledgeable, you know what's going on. Right. And I think, too, is you have the difference between concrete and steel is you could have a very good prepared surface, but if your pH isn't right, you cannot coat it. Because it's going to pop off. Right. Yep. Or if the temperature's rising, right. you know, uh, a lot of people get really floored when I tell them you should do this work at night. And they're like, what? And it's like, well, if you're not in conditioned space, as concrete gets warmer, it outgasses and it'll blow holes in your um, coating. And if you are in conditioned space, you still need to temper that system. Yes. If, you're, if you just turn on the AC, that doesn't mean your floor is ready to paint. It's not? Well, you know. Like you said, throw paint on it. Yep. (laughs) 
And there are a lot of people who throw paint on it. Yes. You know, there's a lot of really, really experienced contractors who maybe they do tanks, maybe they do bridges, and they know the insides and out of that area of our industry. And you throw them on a floor and one little thing goes wrong and it's... It's mass chaos. Cats and dogs sleeping together, mass hysteria. (laughs) You took the words right out of my mouth. So, Dustin, I think we've had a very informative show. I'm really excited as a concrete guy myself to see all of the things that SSPC is doing with concrete. It can only help. For sure. I think a more awareness for the industry relating to painting concrete, which is happening more and more often, is always a good thing for all parties involved. Well, sure. And and I remember, you know, I'm fairly new to concrete. It was about 10 years ago that they're like, okay, you're our concrete guy. <laughs> and I was like, oh. So I started doing my research. And, you know, what was funny is a lot of it back, and, you know, 10 years ago, it wasn't even that long ago, was... Mm. We don't know. We think this is the way to go. But like, and it's, there's just, we've seen a huge boom recently with uh, new ideas and new technology. So I think that's a, a really telling thing that you just said there too, Jack. You're new to concrete. You've been in coatings for 20 plus years. You said you're new to concrete. 10 years ago. This is not an easy system to work with. And I think nope. that's really telling that, that number one, your understanding of it to be able to say, I don't know that much yet. And I've been studying it for 10 years because it is a complicated mistress to work with. And it's evolving. Yes. And I like your word mistress because it's temperamental. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Dustin, thank you very much for coming on the show. It's been an informant of one, and uh, we appreciate your time. No problem. It's been great. I appreciate you guys having me on here. Thank All you. Right. Thank you. And so, for the Carboline Tech Service Podcast, I'm Paul. And I'm Jack. And we'd, we'd like, like to, to thank, thank you for, for your support. support.